The StreamSets DataOps platform is the world's first single platform for building smart data pipelines across hybrid and multi-cloud architectures. You can build, run, monitor, and manage data pipelines confidently with an end-to-end -end data integration platform that's built for constant change. Amp up your productivity with easy-to-navigate interface with hundreds of pre-built sources and destinations. Once you're up and running, your smart data pipelines are resilient to data drift, those ongoing and unexpected changes in your data infrastructure and pipelines. Finally, you have one single pane of glass for operating and monitoring all of your data pipelines. Get started today building data pipelines in minutes for free at streamsets.com slash tag data. The first 10 listeners of this podcast that subscribe to StreamSets Professional Tier will receive two months free after their first month. Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and welcome to Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Selma Dojic. Yep. <laughs> and we're talking about identifying the why why, strategies to understand true problems and questions for data science projects. Thanks for being here, Selma. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love this title that we picked. It's so great. So um, let's start off with a little background. Uh, tell us, why are you so cool? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, I figured you would ask me about my background, but not not with that question. <laughs> so I had this whole spiel that I was going to say. Um, but I, I think it's important to also share a little bit of, about my background because it'll help understand of how I come at problems. Okay. Um, so I have a background in economics. I specifically chose to study economics because if it can be really candid. Um, I, I immigrated here uh, during the Bosnian War. And wow. so first generation immigrant, I really um, understood like the true implications of policy right on people's lives. And so I decided to study economics because I was interested in using data to make better decisions, right, to inform better policies. Um, and I got my master's in uh, economics at Georgia Tech. Again, really trying to hone in on big data, big data analytics for better decision making. But I was working in academia slash public consulting, and I was not super happy with the pace. Right, there's mm -hmm. like a lot of bureaucracy, really slow pace. So I joke with people that I, I kind of sold my soul to corporate. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so now I kind of do the same thing, but through the lens of um, instead of helping policymakers make better policies, I help business leaders make better decisions mm -hmm. in their business. Um, I don't know why you think I'm cool, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that gives a little bit of background kind of, of how I think about data in terms of decision making. I love it. I, you know, I had no idea that you were a first generation uh, immigrant. That's very cool. Yeah. Now you're over, are you over the analytics center or something like that mm -hmm. at Carter's? Is yeah, that right? I'm okay. over the analytics COE over at Carter's. We, I work under the umbrella of global data and analytics mm -hmm. um, and we're on the IT side. So my counterparts are the business intelligence team, the data engineering team, and then we sit really nicely alongside them. Okay, wonderful. And one of the things I thought was really interesting about um, Carter's and learning about you guys more was how much you pay attention to birth rates, yes. which totally makes <laughs> sense but I, at first I was like what is this weird metric they're always looking at birth rates um, so anyway I think that I think that's fascinating so we're talking about identifying the um, the true problems in data science projects now my first question is 
why is this a thing? Like, why is it not obvious? Like, what, what do we mean by the true problems? What's going on? Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about this, right? So I think in business particularly, right? So I have an academic, academic background, uh, jumped into corporate. The pace is so different, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And academia, a lot of the time is spent up front deeply understanding the problem, mm. right? So the bulk of your research that you do isn't, the bulk of the work that you do isn't really kind of in gathering the data and modeling it. It is, but at the onset, it's really the research to understand the problem. Mm. And in corporate, it gets a little bit flipped, right? Because of the pace. By the time the decision, uh, the le- business leaders are thinking about the problem, they already want to make a decision, mm. right? And so, um, especially, I would say, too, if you are working um, under the umbrella of information technology, you kind of look at everything as an IT problem, right? And so your job is really to gather requirements and do the development and build a solution, whatever that solution is. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily work with analytics, right? With decision sciences. And so it becomes a thing when you can't tie back the work that you've done with an actual outcome, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of the time, people are, I would say business leaders, think about the business problem through their lens, mm-hmm. right? And so they're just kind of understanding um, this is the this is the problem that I see, and this is how I would normally tackle it without kind of taking a step back to understand the why why. Mm-hmm. And I would say it becomes important because I want to I want to step away from calling it data science and step into calling it decision science. Mm-hmm. If you can't if you cannot tie your solution back to a decision, you are missing the mark. You have not identified the why right. Like why is it important? Why does it matter? Does that is that a tough shell to crack? Like, do you feel that sometimes? I mean, I guess that's a little bit leading, but um, d- is it difficult to understand from the requester of a project, for example? Is it difficult to understand what their real issue is? Like, talk to me about that conversation, because if I, I guess I'm sort of seeing it based on your description of there's sort of the data provider slash IT, there's the analytics data science uh, team that's, that's crunching the data, and there's the person that's going to eventually consume, the decision maker. They're going to consume the analytic, and these people are the ones that are typically requesting the analytic. Mm-hmm. Why don't they tell you the truth? Do you feel like they're doing that on purpose? What's going on? No, I don't. Again, I think it's that they are really zoned into their space, right? Mm-hmm. So they're really zoned into the way that they operate, the decisions that they make, the problems that they perceive. And it's hard for people to step out of that lens and kind of cast like a broader right, like lens on the business to understand what am I truly trying to accomplish here, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what is that change that I'm really trying to impact uh, at the organization, right? At the organizational level versus the team level. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't think it's a deliberate, like, they're not holding back. They just don't know quite how to say it. I I don't even think that sometimes I don't... It's not that they don't know how to say it. Sometimes I think that they don't know themselves. And they don't know that they don't know themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, and I think, too, so I was talking earlier with my team, uh, I, I stray away from the 
when I, when I work on projects with the business, I stray away from the conversations of how to build something, particularly if the the business partner uh, already has this kind of like notion of how to do something, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are those features that are really important to this uh, to this problem set? I stray away from that because mm-hmm. then that's already biased, right? You already think that you, you you know the answer. You're you haven't done the due diligence to better understand the problem, right? Uh, there's this kind of bias in there. So so it's not that they're not understanding how to kind of communicate that problem, the why why. I mm-hmm. think it's that they themselves have not they identified it. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're not even sure. They haven't yeah. figured it out. Okay, that's very interesting. They know something's manifesting itself like sales are going down or we're not getting the customer engagement we used to get or there's something happening that's different but they might not understand what the real question even is right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. that they're trying to hold back so what what are some of the things that um that you can do to sort of crack that i mean you mentioned two already you mentioned having a decision orientation and i kind of your eye on the prize like your eye on what is it that we're ultimately trying to do with this? What are we trying to decide? And the second thing that you mentioned sort of lightly is about research, because you never, only in the academic setting do we ever hear about research. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so those two things, but are there, can you unpack those a little bit for us? Yeah, and I think the, the the research piece is something that I have really encouraged my team to hone in on as well, just as much. And I think um, if we can also kind of take a step back, the, the business teams that are a little bit more advanced, right? So I think that you and I had a conversation a while ago. This often happens to be kind of the supply chain analytics space, right? Where there are supply chain business uh, analysts. They work in supply chain, but they also understand the data and the analytics. Same thing with like marketing, right? So so they make those decisions in the marketing space, but they uh, just by the nature of marketing, right, produce and consume a lot of data, know how to use it, and know how to drive those decisions. Um, when you're working, from my perspective, though, I don't have that SME knowledge in the business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not in supply chain day-to-day. I'm not seeing those life cycles. I'm not making those decisions, and I'm not in the operational model like they are. So, same thing with marketing, right? We're actually doing um, uh, a project in the e-commerce space, and thankfully, I have a little bit of a background in e-commerce, but that's not my day job, right? Like, that's not, I don't live in e-commerce calm day in and day out. I don't analyze that data all the time to better understand it. So it's incumbent upon us if we're looking to uh, help the leaders make better decisions, if Mm -hmm. we're looking to influence business outcomes, it's incumbent upon us to do that research at the onset to better understand uh, really that... um, the why, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when I say why, I mean actually in the, the real why, the, the real why, why. why. Yeah, I love it. The, <laughs> in so the, the equation, the empathy. I'm going to use the word empathy. Does that fit? Like, if if you are um, the data science team, then you don't really have the empathy for the marketing person or the operations person, yeah, because you don't live there. I think that's exactly right. Especially like the, this is the perfect word for uh, the space that I'm currently in with the supply chain team, right? They're constantly kind of talking about the challenges that they're facing, particularly with the COVID disruptions that we're still living through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they keep mentioning uh, 
KPIs that I'm not familiar with, they keep mentioning, right, like the challenges of making sure the product gets to our customer on time, uh, to the stores on time, right? Um, And I see that they're really struggling, Mm. but I don't know what that means, right? I don't know how that feels. I don't know. uh, I don't understand those challenges, right? When the data isn't there or you don't have visibility or you can't make sense of all of this data because all of a sudden the trends and the patterns have totally been flipped, Yep. right? Um, So empathy becomes a really, really uh, good word to use in that instance. I love it. I love it. So the, um, the first part, being what why is this a thing why is it so opaque as far as like what the real reason is and your response is that sometimes they don't fully know themselves you know Mm -hmm. it's not that they're hiding it they may just not know and then the second piece that we talked about is how do we how do we start to drill to that and so some of the things you mentioned were have a real decision orientation um, do some research up front and then have empathy. So how do you get this empathy? Like, um, do you walk, do you walk, walk them all in their shoes? Or let me give you an example. Like when I was um, leading a team for a nonprofit, Davis Direction Foundation, they do opioid um, addiction recovery kind of services. And so this data science team was going to be working with data about opioid addiction. I made them go meet the opioid addiction people, like the people that are addicted to opioids that are coming to these programs, these meetings. And they told me that, that first of all, they've never done anything like that in data science. Yep. And that secondly, they saw the data completely differently. Okay. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, they felt like they understood the business question a lot more. Yeah. So how do you do that? And uh, that was a nonprofit, but how would you do that in a corporate environment? Like, do you, how do you spend time or get them to sort of open up yeah. about their stuff? That's a great question. So I try and I think that the way that we're positioned on the team is really smart and that we as the COE have the opportunities to completely embed ourselves in the business, right? And so as much as we want to help them self-serve with data and build out their own solutions, really we want to embed them and our team on the IT side as well, mm-hmm. we first go in, right? We embed ourselves on their team. We really sit with them, pair what I call in like pair sessions Mm. so we pair with them and we um see how they're using the data now understand the challenges uh even try to do it ourselves Mm -hmm. right like when i first started at carter's uh everything was so different so you were you were talking about uh birth rates not not understanding like how how is it so important Mm -hmm. yeah in the retail space um weather weather is so important right for retail both for like brick and mortar physical stores but also e-commerce and uh weather data is not like really well structured it's not super cleansed um it's hard to get by it's hard to automate right and when i was listening to uh our retail partners talk about uh, or even our pricing partners talk about how difficult it was to anticipate right uh the the shifts in sales uh, due to the shifts in weather, because they couldn't really model weather out well with the data, mm-hmm. I couldn't really understand it. Because coming from like 
my academic background, I was like, there's Noah, all the data is out there, just connect to it. And so I really like try to re- replicate their exercises, Yeah, right? I to, love it. to better understand what those challenges were and where they were getting stuck. Yep, yep, I love it. Okay, one last question before we talk about um, your final piece of advice is, um, how do you know when you've when you've cracked that nut? How do you know that you've solved the why why? Yeah. Um, like, do you see? Because can you see the way the decisions are made differently, or how do you know that you've actually answered the right question? I think so. At the at the onset, right, deeply understanding the problem, and at the end of the project, being able to distill your findings in a way that is digestible for business leaders, for those decision makers, mm-hmm. um, really is going to help you see, right, the the impacts. So it's all about the impact, isn't yeah, it? It's all about the impact. Solution. And, and, and again, tying it back to that decision, if you can't see, if you if you can't identify that change in that decision, yeah. right, then you haven't cracked that why. If you haven't influenced a decision, uh, influenced a change in that decision, uh, you, you, got, you still have some work to do. Right. I got you. Okay. Fantastic. And then what final piece of advice would you give to somebody really trying to better understand the why, why strategies um, in business? That's such a good question. So I'd say a couple of things. I think that um, back to embedding yourself in the business, I think you have to empathize not only with those decision makers, but with the there's this term called L7, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the 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 seventh person down from that business leader who's actually doing the work, right? So again, because you're dealing with a lot of people bias, right? Uh, Or decision bias, understanding how how the leaders at the very top are thinking about the problem, how they perceive the challenges, and then going all the way down, right, to that L7 of that person who's truly doing the work mm-hmm. day in and day out, who's living through the challenges, understanding how they perceive them uh, is going to help you really frame, again, deeply understand that problem from the top to the bottom, inside and out, and frame that solution accordingly. Fantastic. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much to Selma Dojic for talking to us about identifying the why why strategies to understand the true problems and questions for data science. Thank you.